This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Watching Lester Till I Die TV. be anyone's Chris if it gets me an intro. How are we all and welcome to Leicester Till I TV 1. Obviously you know, if you know, we've got a sister channel, but enough about that. We are here to talk about, we're here to preview Saturday's lovely game against Cardiff City at the weekend. Now, those of you probably may know, this, this picture has a little bit of twinge of sadness to it in regards to it, but we'll get on to that. We're going to talk happy, happy stuff with my guest Tom in the background who's patiently waiting and saved the day by coming on today. If you are wanting to check out where we all are over our social medias, then just right here, you can see across the bottom there, YouTube, Instagram, X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it. I uh, wish my X would fly away sometimes, but that's it is. Facebook, TikTok, make sure it's the LTID TV one, not Chris's personal one, because you won't get a follow back on that. 
And obviously, if you are listening to it on our podcast platforms, you can select uh, many of them. But here we are, the undefeated team, uh, the second best team in the championship in terms of league position with a certain Ipswich Town, you know, also on six points. But we're off to a flyer. They call them the Bluebirds. He's flewing in at the last minute to save my life. I am going to get straight on with introducing our guest. Tom, how are you, my friend? I'm doing very well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing very well on, on all fronts, mate. Season's going well, and uh, thanks to you, I'm ha- now don't have to, you know, put people through the pain of just seeing my face. They get to they get to listen to someone with some sense talk. So, oh, so obviously weekend game. We touched we touched upon it just before we went live. There, we'll we'll, we'll talk about the unfortunate. You know, I suppose you could call it the phoenix out of the ashes sort of moment um, to come about the event. But uh, two different starts to the season. Obviously, Leicester have got two wins in the bounce and three if you include our cup win. Uh, you got yourselves a creditable draw from Cardiff uh, against Leeds. Um, some may say you threw away a 2 0 but away from home, always difficult. And then slipped on the big banana skin, lost to QPR at home at how have you seen it, your your first two games? Do you, do, do you feel the kind of results match how you played or do you feel a bit unjust with your results so far? Um, I think the QPR one, definitely. Um, it was a fair result. We were, so at the first half especially, we were so bad. We just, it looked like we just completely froze, um, which is a shame because, you know, definitely pre kind of lockdown and COVID and everything, the Cardiff City Stadium was a fortress, but now just get the vibe that teams aren't scared to play there anymore. Um, and it was yeah, it was just a weird, weird game. Um, it's a game we could have won because uh, even though we lost 2-1, we hit the, I think Aaron Ramsey hit the crossbar once um, with a massive shot from about 30 yards out just before they went and scored. And then Mark McGuinness hit the crossbar as well in like the 90th minute or something. So it could have been a very undeserving 3-2 win. Um, and then, you know, four points from six is not as bad, but you know, QPR deserved that win. Um, Leeds away, it was it was strange. It was really kind of weird to watch it because it was, you know, it's a tale as old as time. You say, if you told me at the start of the day we'd get a point at Ellen Road, I would have bit your hand off for it. But it's just kind of the way that it came. Um, I think after they got the first goal back, just after half time, and the amount they were pressing, it's like, you know, I've seen this game a hundred times before. You know, I know what's coming and it's, I don't see us winning it. So, um, yeah, two very different um, games to start the season. But um, I think I'm, you know, still trying to keep a, a bit of a level head. Um, you know, it's still quite a new squad. It's a new manager uh, who's come in. Um, I think the players are still kind of learning off each other. Um, and yeah, just, you know, trying to remain as optimistic as I can. Yeah, I mean, like you said there, you, you, you've had a new manager at the start of the season. I mean, it doesn't always work out for everybody. I mean, we've got a new manager of six points and you've got one. But I, I can understand from a fan's point of view, like you're two up away from home and, and, and even though it's Leeds and yes, they're up there with us as one of the favourites, it's obviously disappointing to chuck away a lead against anybody, regardless of it. Your new manager, um, is it kind of like us? Do you have to give give patience to the to the new new manager in charge of it T- tell everybody about about your new your new gaffer for this season and what you're expecting from him so i think he's going to be here for the long term um which isn't really known for cardiff uh, last year we had 
uh, three managers, uh, four including caretakers as well. So um, it, you know, last year was, I think, just such an absolute disaster um, from when we sacked Steve Morrison. Um, would, would I be right in saying that your last manager had a bit of common with our our old manager? Did you feel that he was a bit of a Steve Morrison um, apparently is a little bit, um, and that's why uh, he's not managed to get a job within the top four four flights of English football. Um, Apparently, he fell out with quite a few of the players. Um, There's a few other podcasts who have made feelings on him quite clear, um, and they apparently yeah he fell out with the board. Apparently, Uh, some of the players didn't really enjoy playing for him. Um, so, you know, it wasn't really so much a results thing, I think, with him, because it was, it was a bit up and down the start of last year. Um, but I think it was more just down to he wasn't like that much by important people, which is odd because it seems like the total opposite is um, going to be with uh, Errol Bullock now, because um, we've got people on the board. We've got um, Mehmet Bellman coming out and saying that he was, you know, massively in favour of him and apparently he wanted to get him at some point earlier last year, um, but it didn't happen for whatever reason. So I think now we're going to be with uh, Bullet for the long haul. Um, and I don't think he would have... It seems weird considering we're under a transfer ban, but I don't think he would have had the freedom uh, within the transfer market so far with, granted, only loan signings and free agents and what have you. Um, if there wasn't kind of a project there uh, for the long term, whatever that project is, I don't know. Uh, hopefully promotion, um, but it's it's going to take a good few years before we can start thinking about being anywhere near that. Um, I think, you know, he'll be, I truly believe he'll be Cardiff manager at the end of this season, uh, which is quite rare for us after the last few years. Um, and I think he's going to be here for the long term. Yeah, I mean, you, you would say if history is anything to go by, that managers don't normally get a long fuse in football, do they? they you know, the fuse seems to have been over the generations. It got shorter and shorter time. Impatience has become the, you know, the the martyr of football. You know, if fans get impatient these days with the, with, the, with the growth of social media, it almost puts pressure on on owners to to kind of react to what they're reading and seeing from supporters. Uh, I mean. I, I've always kept a keen eye on the championship, mainly because my mother and support, uh, mother and father supported lower league clubs for a while. I say that tongue in cheek. Wolves are still in the Premiership, and my mum being a Cobb fan, so I've, I've kept an eye on it. You've not ever since that certain playoff final, where silly semi-final, where silly Frenchman chipped, chipped it down the middle. I can't remember his name, or you know, but we don't talk about that here on this channel. I have noticed though that Cardiff have. You know, I know you went up to the Premier League eventually. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get on to that in a second. But is this a case of even though you've been suffering, um, you know, with bottom end finishes or mid table finishes in the Championship in recent years, is this a case of Cardiff fans take a deep breath, suck it up because you might not be as bad, but it's still going to take us a few more years to basically progress up the division with with this new manager? Oh, definitely. Um, you know, I. I think we will have an improvement um, this year. And, you know, I I think everybody's kind of in the same boat that mid-table will just do us fine. Um, It's not not a boring season, but one where we're not in a relegation scrap, one where we can just stay out of the headlines in the press for reasons on or off the pitch. Just something completely normal with the same manager and the same group of players without anything going too badly, without... 
you know, being four games to go and still could potentially go down like we have been the last couple of years. Just, mm-hmm. I'm, I say, it sounds weird, but I'm so desperate for just like a maybe a 11th or 10th place finish just to, you know, just to an easy ride for the season. Like that would suit, that would be perfect. I'd be so pleased with that, <laughs> which yeah, sounds yeah. bad for us just after the last two seasons we've had is I just want something a little bit normal. Yeah, I think there's a lot of teams in that division that have been in that area. I noticed that Birmingham are usually down there. They're probably hoping for the same. So it's such a tough division. I mean, I know we're red hot favourites, and it's even if I took my blue tinted glasses off, it's easy to see why we are favourites. Not just the quality still in our squad, and then we've added to that. I mean, we've convinced the Premier League player. In Connor Cody typically got his first injury, but you know, we convinced him to drop down a division and, and, and Harry Winks uh, s- sort of similar from Spurs. But the, the majority of the division, I think three quarters of it, if not probably 80% of it now, is is, is former Premier League squad. So, well, teams, or I say, not, maybe not so much the players are, are still there, but it's a difficult league. And I think it's probably the league where you have to have the most patient um the, the most patience with it because it, you could get stuck in there. We've seen it so many times. And I suppose you get to a point like yourselves where you've been out of it for, if I've got it right, since 2018, you was in the Premier League, weren't you? So yeah. it's been a few years now. Um, you've got a new manager, like I said, who's who's probably going to be given, um, um, given, uh, given time to do so. Um but yeah, I mean, whilst I skillfully remember that, I, I asked you beforehand to give a little think to this question of how many um, times throughout the history, according to 11 versus 11, um, how many times Cardiff and Leicester have played? Now, Craig, who isn't here tonight, unfortunately, for, for uh, he's usually my co-host uh, on these shows, he actually got it spot on, which was awkward because the Huddersfield fan got it over. I'm going to give give you a bit more time whilst we took take a last trip, as I mentioned there, when we were in the Premier League together. Uh, it was 2018, um, and normally I just talk about the last game of the season, um, which was uh, I think we lost to you in December to, um, to, uh, on 29th of December. Um, that was the last Premier League game. Um, unfortunately, and we'll talk about it before. I'll let you have a little gush about your, your victory was there it was kind of like thanks for what happened in the previous leg and i'm sure leicester fans and Cardiff fans will remember strongly why i'm mentioning the game before here's your it was kind of like a thanks for being so gracious in that moment I, how did it feel i mean obviously it wasn't as 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 raw as the as, as the as the away game that we had at your place but um how, how was it to kind of get a win over leicester uh, at that point in the Premier League? It felt massive um, at the time because it was, you know, we weren't, we weren't firmly in um, like relegation spots or anything. It was still a couple of teams, um, if I'm remembering right, um, that were in and around uh, down that end of the table. And, you know, it was one I was kind of dreading because, you know, it was only a couple of years after you guys had won the league and still like pushing towards uh, the top half, um, like European spots. And um, I just remember thinking that, you know, this feels like it could be a season 
changing moment. Uh, maybe this could kind of give us the spark we need to go on and stay up. Obviously, in the end, it didn't happen. Um, but it was probably one of uh, the better moments of that year. Um, they were, you know, there was stuff happened uh, on the pitch, which weren't great. There were a few results. We waited so long. So I remember waiting so long to even score a goal. It took like, nearly a month um, when we were back up, score a goal, and we were home to Arsenal. Um, and <laughs> we lost 3-2 in the end. But that first goal that we scored, it just felt like such a massive relief. It was like, finally, we're not going to go down having not scored a goal and kind of thing. Um but yeah, that game in particular, I remember thinking that it could be a turning point. I felt massive. It was a great goal as well. Um, from uh, I remember Victor Camarasa. He was a loan signing for that year, and yeah. it was a standard. Never fall in love with a loan signing because he's just going to go at the end of the year. And I think even now, uh, Cardiff fans look back fondly on Camarasa and would just love him to come back. <laughs> he, like after all this time, just I just really like to have him back. Yeah, sometimes there's a lone player that sticks along in the memory. Um, certain one that I was hoping, excuse me, last season that we was going to sign. We had Adam Ona Luckman online. Uh, online? I wish he was online and in the chat. He was on loan with us last season. I really liked him. By all accounts, the Brendan Bellen was going to sign him, but that's it. Uh, it didn't happen and and it's lived on in the memories. Uh, obviously, now this is, this is a very bittersweet moment because... You know, Cardiff, um, you know, Cardiff and Leicester were not forced together, but they were brought together by a um, a common heartache um, the game before. I'm going to take everybody back to the 3rd of November 2018. Um, it'd been a few weeks since uh, a tragic uh, helicopter accident had taken the lives of not just our over. Our owner, someone popped a horn not through nothing. Our owner, but obviously the people on board and including the pilot. It was a horrible day in football. Um, but out of the ashes rises the phoenix because the scenes that followed that were absolutely beautiful. Um, you know, the support from around the world was there. It was uh, a moment that embraced football. And you talk about sometimes incidents, you know, you, you know, putting rivalries aside, even the England-Wales thing you could bring into that and to a degree, it was all put aside for the sake of football. And I guess in a way you had the bittersweetness of being our first opponents to share that moment with. And I, I don't know if you went to the game yourself, Tom, but just because the, just on the fact that you support Cardiff, I, I'm sure everybody in, in the comment section that are watching and doing exactly what it says at the bottom there, I would like to say thank you for how you, you your supporters just took us in your arms and said, we're here for you, we're supporting you. The football is not even second to a point. It's all about being there and showing our support and, and the love for one another in the game of football. Um, because, you know, and obviously yourselves, and the reason I say you kind of understood that heartache was because of that horrible incident that happened with a player that you were transferring over. So, Tom, were you, were you there at the game? And, and and even if you weren't, how was that experience for you trying to, trying to maybe watch or listen to that game if you weren't there? So, yeah, I was there. Um, I remember the whole kind of week leading up to it so well. Because um, I was at uh, uni. I was in my first year of uni um, at Swansea. And um, I remember chatting to um, some of my mates like in the week leading up, saying... Um, 
oh, you know, uh, going to football this weekend. Um, so, but I really don't know how I feel about it. And they were saying, oh, why is that? What do you mean? So, oh, we're playing Leicester. It was just like that. Uh, and, you know, it kind of felt like, you know, if we scored, if we won, which in the end we didn't, um, almost feel like it wouldn't really feel right um, yeah. to kind of celebrate on a day like that. Um, no, yeah, I remember the game really well. I remember being a really kind of sombre, but still sort of respectful um, atmosphere between the two sets of fans. Um, you know, it's like you said, it's just one of these things where football just gets put aside. Um, like I said, the, it was really sad to see that um, the owner had passed away and the other people on board the plane as well. And in all honesty, I didn't, I wasn't really fussed that day that we'd lost because, you know, there's some things that are just so much more important uh, than football. And the fact that, you know, it was just like a really kind of nice moment um, for your players and for the fans who travelled up and just fans of Leicester kind of everywhere. Um, you know, so soon after it just completely rocked by this kind of tragedy um, that, you know, you're given something to kind of smile about and to enjoy um and it's you know you feel like really close to the club um at times like this um and I remember as well because I went to the first game after the uh Salah tragedy um with a plane unfortunately went down um and it was home to Bournemouth and it was a similar kind of atmosphere again where it was like a kind of mutual kinship between the home and away fans and it felt just like it would is, you know, it sounds like a bit of um thing that people say every time, but it felt like a real kind of football family coming together and, you know, sort of reaching that arm out to be like, you know, we are here um, and we're going to help support you guys through this uh, the way we can. And um, yeah, it was very, it was very kind of, I think sombre is probably the right word. Um, it was a pretty sad day. Um, but then there was also that feeling that it was, nice at the end that you guys had something to celebrate and I remember me, um, my dad and quite a lot of the fans um, in my stand we all stayed behind after the game and we clapped your players off um, and it was just nice to see like the players go over to your guys' fans and like, applaud them and like that and fans chant in to them and it's just kind of like that sort yeah. of feeling of togetherness if that makes sense. Yeah, it does, mate. I mean, I uh, unfortunately not living anywhere near Cardiff or being able to go at the time, wasn't able to get tickets to the game or, or get there even if I did. So I had to listen to it on the radio and um, Leicester fans will know who I'm talking about when I say Matt Elliott and ex-Fox. He kind of got a bit of emotion on it. I listened to it on the Leicester City website, not on LCSC, um, BBC Radio Leicester, should I say, so I got different commentary to most. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was him, might have been Jerry Taggart. They're both ex-Leicester players, but, um, you know, there, there was um, he noted that a few Cardiff fans actually stood up and not so much cheered, because obviously, you know, you, you, you've just conceded a goal in the matter of the situation, but almost applauded the fact, like you said there, it almost felt like you deserved it, you know, for what you've, the turmoil we've gone through over them few weeks, uh, really, really did, did deserve it. So, yeah. Anyway, I mean, thank you very much, Tom, for that. You know, it's it's a horrible moment to talk about two incidents that both clubs kind of came hand in hand. And, and through the darkness and the grey areas sometimes that football goes through, 
um, on and off the pitch. It's, it's kind of bittersweet, but it's nice to have a moment like that where we can really show that the beautiful game really does still exist throughout. On to the more interesting part, right? Now to cheer everybody up. Everybody loves a good quiz. And if you do love a good quiz, before I keep Tom thinking in his head of the number, please do go out and check out our sister channel. It's a brand new sister channel. It is all about football. It's LTID TV2, the quiz channel. As you can see there, it's all, all the things that you need to know are there for it. We've got a quiz coming up. Uh, I am trying to reorganize this week's quiz to get someone on and get it in place. Um, Tom, if you're interested, by the way, it's, it's just a football quiz. It's not a less than one, so you could just come on it. it, it it's open to everybody. So let everybody know. Go and check out. Go and give it some love and subscribe and support the channel. Because if you support this content, you're going to love the content over there. That's the shameless plug over there. And as Terry has said in the comments, uh, come on, guys, smash that like button. Show show our guest here just how much you love the content and, and him being on here. Because look at that space. How can you not like two people wearing glasses and smiles on their faces? You don't see that every day, do you? Um but we talked about we've talked about the previous time that we played, which was ironically in the Premier League. Um, but we are now both in the championship. Uh, Tom, question number one for you. Do you remember, A, the last time we was in the championship together, and B, the result? Oh, see, he wasn't asking oh, for the result. I remember, that. I remember when we were last in the championship together because it was the year we were in red and we went up as champions. And that was... Sorry to bring it up, but the Watford Forestieri playoff. Um, that was no, it wasn't a playoff, mate. That was that was a, that was a preseason friendly. We don't talk. Oh, about of course, of course. Sorry, I forgot yeah. about that. When you lose them, it's just a friendly, mate. It doesn't count. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Yes. Oh, I'm getting old. I'm, I'm forgetting little details. That. Um, so remember, it was that season, and that was the last time we'd actually played each other in a championship, because the next year we finished rock bottom, and you went up as champions. Oh, I can't remember if it was home or away the last game. I tell you what, you don't need to give me that much information because I've written down the date, the year, the score, but forgot whether it was at home or away. So <laughs> I'll let you off if you don't remember if it was at uh, your ground or not. I think, because um, it would have been second half of the season, I'll say that it was a 1-0 Cardiff win. You were close. You definitely scored one goal, but it was, and you were right, it was the back end of the season. It was the 12th of March, 2014, and it was a one-all draw. Don't quiz me on who scored for us, because I couldn't tell you that. I barely found the stats out myself. But yeah, Tom, um, that was the score the last time we played. Now, I informed you about this beforehand. Now, this is one of them I might do throughout the the, the previews for everybody just to make it a bit more interesting. Leicester and Cardiff have obviously, for for different reasons, been at different ends of the of the of, of um of the English ladder. You know, you guys had to work your way up from the bottom to the top, and we've spent most of our the majority of our time Division One Championship, whatever you still refer to it as, of the Premier League. So, Craig, who's not here, so obviously I can't have a Leicester representative take a guess here. But if anyone wants to comment, wants to guess what I'm about to ask. Tom, how many times do you think Leicester and Cardiff, according to 11v11, have faced each other? See, I don't think it's that much. I don't think we've played each other very often. Because like you said, we've spent years in like what could be 
like the like modern day League One and League Two. When you you remember, this in. is going back to our days as when Leicester City were known as Leicester Foss. This is the dawning yeah. of time of both clubs. I'm going to say, I'm going to guess, and I could be completely wrong. 102. 102. Yeah, I think. You're going to lock in 102. I can tell you that one of your digits is right. I can tell you that Somebody in the comments is either an absolute genius guesser or has the power of Google on the side. <laughs> but I will tell you that you are 40 games too many if I've done my maths correctly. And Stuart, well done. 62. 62 games we have played. Yes, Leicester, and let me find the comment here. I think it was Stuart that said it. It's very right in saying that Cardiff, and I remember you just being one of our bogey teams in general. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Away days are great, but when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Muck Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Rule. Um... You know, I'm only a 90s child, so it's more the 2000 memories. I remember we never seem to really beat you. Um, and I will end it on a fun fact for you on that one. But we have played 62 times. Leicester have won 23 of them. There have been 14 draws. And Cardiff do have the edge on 25 wins. But something that may interest you um you know to know that obviously the last time we won the premier league last year had the chance but failed to do the double i try and find a stat between the two teams that maybe puts a smile on the opposition's face and gives them something to go for now i know this is our first meeting this season so there's not really much to go on here but when was the last time that leicester city managed to do a notable league double over cardiff I'll give you a clue. It's definitely in the 19s. It's not in the 1800s. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Think total of Mount games played. Maybe something like that number is included in your 19-something something season. Because it's way before mine and yours time, Tom. Unless you're a very, very young and handsome-looking 70-year-old or 80-year-old <laughs> or whatever you may be. I think it's before our time. Um, and I'm sure it's behind my youthful audience in, in the chat. So, um have a guess, Tom. When do you think the last time Leicester staggeringly managed to uh, get the double done over you in the league competition? 
1958. He is very close, ladies and gentlemen. The last time Leicester did the league double over Cardiff City, it was in 1961-1962. So oh, you were so close to getting that. it right in order of that. I didn't want to give too much away by saying it was one of them numbers before, but yes, you were very, very close. Um, I thought it happened a bit earlier, but then I checked the months and realised, well, that must have been the season before. Um, oh, we have some information from Nate on the last game. Who's going on? But Leicester won 3-0 and 4-0. I forgot which way around it was, but neither result is pleasant for you. 3 <laughs> or 4-0. But it bodes well, maybe, for you, your record against us, being since that's the last time we at least did a league double over you. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Nate's here. In case you're wondering, the game in the Championship was Cardiff. Michael Keane scored in the 72nd minute and Gus, Ruddy Gustad. Yeah, Ruddy Gustad, yeah. What a player. A but yeah, that's got to give you confidence, hasn't it? The fact that it's been since 61-62 that we've done a league double over you. Yeah. Um, up until two years ago, uh, nobody in the South Wales derby had done a double. And now, unfortunately, Swansea have done it back-to-back the last two years. <laughs> Oh, well, that's that's not something you like to tell about your rivals, is it? Were they just friendlies? Sorry, it's not like... Yeah, they were friendlies. 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 In the Welsh Cup and the Nathaniel Andrews Cup, so <laughs> they didn't really count. Well, there you go then. Uh, I mean, talking about oppositions as we as we are, I just want to say hi to Mike, who is a Welsh fan. He's Newport and... and uh, and the Manchester United fan, he says, big up, Brad, smash the like button and come on, beat these, mate. I think he's got a little bit of... Um, advice to us it says please as well well because you were so nice mike of course we're going to be um th this is the part of the show now where i'm gonna give you a chance to really think about it firstly have you seen much of leicester play this season and what do you think of our style of football and then my next question would be to you who's the danger man in the cardiff side at the moment that leicester fans should be wary of and how do you think you're going to set up against it with the first part, have you seen much of his play? And do you know what you're expecting to come up against? Uh, I saw the first game um, the season, because it was one of the televised ones. And it was just before Cardiff, and he played Coventry. Um, oh, I remember that one, and you guys won 2-1. And I remember watching that, thinking that, and I'm not just saying that because I'm on a Leicester podcast now, thinking you guys have potential to absolutely walk the league this year. I think the fact that you've been able to recruit well from the Premier League with, um, like I said, Connor Cody, unfortunately injured, and Harry Winks. The fact you managed to get them to, you know, drop down to the championship, but also keeping on to players as well, like Ian Acho and Ndidi and Harry Sutar, um, and especially Keenan Dewsbury Hall. Like, I rate him so much. I think he's such a good player. And I think that game against Coventry showed it. In fact, even though you were losing, you can just switch her on in an instant and, you know, not look back and just just show how great a team you are. So, um, I think it is going to be it's going to be a pretty tough ask. Um, you know, when I was looking at the kind of the fixture list for Cardiff this year, um, to have to do Leeds away and Leicester away in the first three games of the season, uh, it's Ooh. pretty brutal. But it's ones I'd rather get out of the way early um, yeah. rather than it being a game with like four games to go and you need to get points for them to mean something. Um, mm. So I think it's probably coming at quite a nice time. Um, it's a squad that is still gelling um, for, as in Cardiff now. Um, 
and you know maybe players will have a point to prove um and i think it would send quite a big message um and solidify a lot of players places in the team if we have quite a few good performances um on saturday but um yeah i think it is going to be quite a tough game uh, for cardiff i think it could be quite a tricky afternoon for us um in terms of players to look out for um i'm going to cheat a bit and i'm going to say two um with rule one breaking. rule breaking already I know. I know. um but from the start i'd say josh bowler uh, he's a winger that we signed along from Nottingham Forest. Uh, he was a Blackpool last year and he did pretty well. Um, but I think he didn't do as great against QPR, but he was still a little bit of a menace. And he did really well against Leeds. Um, really skillful, um, strong and quick player. Um, another one I'd say to look out for, because it would likely be a substitution, is a youngster called Oli Tanner. Um, we signed him last season uh, from Lewis. And he spent last year out on loan, but he's come on a few times as a sub. And um, he's a big boy. Like he, I thought he was. I just kind of assumed that because he's a you know a fast, skillful kind of winger, he'd be a bit shorter. He's about six foot two, and he's built quite strong as well. So I think you know if you have a defence that's having to deal with Josh Bowler for like seventy odd minutes, and then you have Ollie Tanner come on just for the end of it. Um, I think there's quite a good little kind of dynamic they're forming already. Um, and hopefully you see success. I don't think Tanner's ready to start yet. Um, maybe another five, six, seven, eight games. Then hopefully we can see him break into the first team a bit more and starting a bit more. But um, in terms of players to look out for, I'd definitely um, say those two. Hopefully Tanner can make an appearance of some sort. Well, there you go, guys. That's who Tom reckons Leicester should be wary of. A battle down the wing could be happening. I mean, Mavadidi is becoming a star for us, so that could be interesting to be keeping an eye on the wide positions. Tom, before I let you go, because you have been amazing, I'm going to get a score prediction from you. But as we always do on here, we've got one thing in common with this. I'm about to do a shameless plug. And that is, if you are listening on our podcast platforms, this is where else you can find us if you wish to just listen to us and not see my ugly mug every time I'm on air. Lester Till I Die podcasts on the Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Anchor, and all podcast platforms. Something is coming. Something big to this podcast. Hello, Chris. Of course, this show uh, is graciously, uh, I'll try my words again. This show is graciously a part of the TalkSport Fan Network. The TalkSport Fan Network is the ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best fan-led football podcasts. Including Leicester Till I Die. Independent analysis and reaction for the Foxes faithful. The TalkSport Fan Network. Unbeatable club-dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Follow the podcast on the TalkSport Fan Network. So that's where you can find us and follow us if you want to on the podcast platforms. Tom, give me time to think about it a little bit. I did say we'd do this at the start of the show before. Um, but what are you, what's your score prediction for the game? Are you optimistic for three points? Or are you going to be sitting on the fence that uh, most most of us Leicester fans were used to sitting on last season? Um, see, the boring answer would be the one I think is probably most likely to happen. But, you know, I'm going to be bold. Um, I'm going to say this is where 
Cardiff's season starts to properly take off. Um, they'll be desperate to put uh, last week's pretty, let's be honest, terrible result against QPR behind us. Um, I think players are going to have some big games and they're going to really want to prove to the manager that they should be starting week in, week out. So I'm going to go with a narrow, plucky 1-0 Cardiff win. Well, there you have it, guys. Tom is going for a narrow, plucky 1-0 Cardiff win. Tom, thank you very much for coming on. Before you do before you do go, and I do mean this now, I will be letting you go because I can, see, I can see him signing someone in the background saying, please come and get me. But do yeah. tell everybody where they can find you on your social medias and, and come and give your channel and socials uh, massive support. Sweet. So um, my name's Tom. I'm a Cardiff City fan from South Wales. And you can find me on Twitter or X or whatever it's called this week at Thomas Taylor 4. That's Thomas without a H. And there's a link uh, to my blog on my uh, Twitter bio, which talks a bit about football, but also other sports like rugby, uh, boxing, NFL, cricket, a bit of everything, really. So um, whatever sports you're into, um, as well as football, there'll be something on there. Um. There you go. Go and check it out, guys. Obviously, not just football. Lots of sports there. And I heard a bit of cricket on there. So, I, he's already going to get a, a follow from me on that one. I do love a bit of cricket, especially with the Ashes. Finally got one over the Aussies in the women football. So, does that mean we get the urn? I hope so. We'll find out when I put my appeal in. Um, Chris, my boss, the big boss man, just checking and popping the stuff. Everything's okay, isn't it, Tom? Say yes. Oh, it's been brilliant. Yeah. Everything's going amazing. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Chris. There you go. And here he goes. Just like I said, I'm sure everybody in the chat is is been thankful to hear your words of wisdom and, and talking about um to you know the game at the weekend and obviously the the um the, the moment that happened in 2018 where we united football as one. Thank you. Uh wait, uh, Scott is saying I'll vow for Brad, he's been thumbs up. Well, I hope that means I haven't got something thumb up me. What's it end? Uh, I, that means I've been good, Scott. Thank you very much, Tom. It's been great having you on. Thank you very much, Come on, giving um, giving our giving our giving our followers and everything. I get my words out some days, Tom. Some days I just jumble them up. Uh, giving your opinions on the game and talking everything Leicester Cardiff. I'm going to keep the show tradition. I would wish you good luck, but I wouldn't mean it. Uh, but apart from that, as long as we get up, automatically you can do whatever you like this season. After after Saturday, mate, have a great season. Yeah, you guys too. Yeah, no worries. And thanks again, Tom. Thank you. Ta-da. Ta that was Tom there. Make sure you do go and check out and support all the things that he does. Uh, he's been fantastic. But never fear, just because Craig isn't here, this good-looking, handsome chap has taken both roles of responsibility. Have a Brad. Yes, Brad, you've done a great job doing the job of two hosts. Well, I thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, well, you're welcome. Well, you can go home now. Anyway, now I've stopped and made myself dizzy. We have got one more part to the show to do. Now, I do appreciate that uh, maybe if you're watching this on your phone or like I am doing it on a giant laptop, you may not be able to see the complete lineup of this show. Let me just get rid of the banner there. But I am about to go through it as soon as I can remove this because we know we're talking about kind of for the sort. This is Brad's 11 for the show. Now, what do I think it's going to be? Well, you guys in the comments, get your get your um, get your lineup predictions in there. Um, we've got um, Scott saying Tom's been a great guest. Also, yes, he has. He was fantastic. Um, I 
DJ Nick 001 expect Leicester will dominate possession uh, as Leeds did against Cardiff. Though clearly have Ogbo firing. Need to keep him quiet, and we could take the points. It's going to be a good game. Obviously, Uzi Lips, which are, uh, are the uh, two leading the pack at the moment, so it'd be a great, uh, a great one to um, take for Cardiff fans and. Maybe it's the humble and Leicester need to bring us back down to the earth and, and remember that there is some fantastic teams in this division. I hope you've enjoyed the show so far, uh, DJ Nick, and I hope you have. Give us, give us a lovely like on the video and a subscribe if you are new. But into my predicted 11. Yes, this is my predicted 11. Tell me down below in the comments as I go through them. Do you agree with me? Would you swap any out? Or do you think I'm a genius? Or, you know, maybe... I'm just delaying it till I find it, but maybe you think, Brad, sorry, mate, but your team selection. Well, end. We're about to find out. I'll read it through you quickly because I don't have anybody to do this with. Obviously, in goal, assuming he is fit, I have gone for Hermadson, but this is where the regularities stop. Rumours have persisted that a certain Christensen is rumoured to be leaving the club. It was understood by Enzo's press conference that he was touch or go for fitness for the weekend's game, and that's why he didn't feature. Despite that, rumours have continued to persist. However, I think Enzo is about to put them rumours to bed, and I think that Christensen is going to start on the left wing, or left wing back, left back position. So, what does that mean for the centre back pairing? Well, I've kept it as a two in the uh, two centre back pairing. And I have got Sideshow Bob, the centre-back midfield, attacking midfielder striker of this of this Leicester side, of course, wow phase. And alongside him, moving in just a little bit, not being on that left-hand side so much, but on the left-hand side of, of the pairing, I've obviously gone with Leicester Loney, Callum Doyle. Sticking with a man who's been terrific since his return to the team, completing the defence, I've gone with uh, Rick, Ricardo Pereira, taking up the right-back position. Now, the midfield three, there were so many options to go with and a certain new sign-in, as you may be able to see there, um, joining the ranks and being available for Saturday. It was actually quite difficult to come up with. Naturally, goal-scoring machine, Jewsbury Hall, is made by team because it's Jewsbury Hall. has been phenomenal since, uh, since he started the season and he has to make it in the team. And also, most notably, one of our new signings, Harry Winks, Obviously, already a fan favourite with you lot. He already has a nice little catchy song going. Um, and, you know, he's been phenomenal for me. For me, purchase of the season, we haven't really been able to see much from from uh, Cody. And Mavadidi's been brilliant as well. But for me, brilliant purchase. Looks like he's going to be a fan favourite. And he's already looking like a great signing for the club. So then I had a bit of a headache. Not just from hearing my own voice, but I thought, who do I put in this pairing? Do I put Ndidi in, who's been selected for a few weeks? Do I put Dennis Pratt in, who's emerged as a, as, as a reborn player in, under Enzo? Or do I put in the new Cass, Cassidy? As I'm going to call him Cassidy, Butch Cassidy. He's in the team. The Italian arrived yesterday. He's been in training ever since. He's looking good and apparently he's fit and ready for selection. And I nearly didn't put him in. I nearly didn't put him because I thought, how's Enzo going to do? But me personally, 
I decided in the end, I'm going to put him in there. I think his electric pace, his his fearless attitude is exactly what we need to be getting at Cardiff uh, from the off. So Cassidy, Winks and Dewsbury Hall make up my midfield three, as you can see right there, hopefully. So what does that mean for the front three? The final three, the front, the three musketeers, if you will. Well, the easiest one to select was our absolute dynamo, the goal-scoring hero against Huddersfield. Mavadidi keeps his place on the left, in my opinion. It's under no doubt. Look, I love Mark O'Brien. We all love a Kevin. We love Kevin. But his days as a starter are all but done, I feel. And this is why Mavadidi is, is taking the role for me to be our future left winger in replacement of a certain... Arrow firing Harvey Barnes, who was one of the few players that left us this season who I'm happy for uh, being at um, Newcastle. I think he got a goal and assist against some European giants, Aston Villa. Yuri Tillemans, I think his name is, plays from, but I can't remember him. I don't know who he is. I guess tongue-in-cheek, but, you know, I'm slightly more happy for Barnes than I am Yuri with the way he left over, the way Yuri Tillemans left. But... Now we get into the difficult one. The ones that you guys tend to argue about in the comments. Should it be Ian Acho? Should it be Vardy? Can Vardy's legs play every week? Do we need to give Ian Acho a chance? Is he going Everton? Is it Dakar? And I've just decided that the rumours have calmed down for me in Acho. The talks of the new contract and the fact that Enzo's picking him makes me believe that he's going to be the star striker going forward. I think Vardy's going to find himself in that role that maybe a few of us happened last season or maybe even the season before. But I think now's the time this season that if we can sit him down, get him playing, get him goals, get him confident, get him wanting to stay, get him on a longer contract, then we're going to have to start seeing the actual leader line. And that's why, for me, he is the leader of the line. So that leaves just one position. Last but certainly not least, right winger. Now, I'm sure a lot of you were thinking, oh, it's going to be McAteer that Brad puts here. It's going to be Marcel, you know, the, the wonder kid from, from, from our youth academy. He's going to pick one of them two to go there. But I just feel, and I talked about in the actual there being a player that's not got long on his contract. Dennis Pratt is also a player that's not got long left on his contract. And Dennis Pratt, whether he started or come on as a substitute, has been involved in one way or another in the goals contribution. Now, maybe he could have got himself on the score sheet and had a goal to his name as well against Huddersfield. But that aside, I wanted Pratt in this team. And I think we saw it a few times under Brandon, but I think the way Enzo would use him on that right would be slightly different. He wouldn't be tied to the right. He, he'd be able to have a free roam in. Maybe him and C C Cassidy would interchange with each other a little bit. And I think Dennis Pratt is deserving of a place in the team. He's waited patiently for a certain Yuri to give up on Leicester and, and, and left the club to be given the chance to shine. And I think, like I said about Ian Acho, this is detrimental to keeping these players that we know have the talent. We know given a run in the side, Ian Acho and Pratt can be good for them and uh, can be good for this team and, and can perform really well. And that, for me, is why I've included Pratt in my front three. So... In case you missed some of them, here's my run through the team. Hamadison gets his place back in goal after a brilliant job by Storchek. Uh, Christensen, who's now fully back from injury, uh, gets the left-back option over Justin. Maybe controversial, but that's why I'm going with it. I think this is where he makes a statement and shows that he's committed to Leicester. 
Doyle and Faze make the back two pairing and Pereira uh, obviously keeping his position on the right. Winks will be the holding midfielder in the middle of a midfield three with Dewsbury Hall on his left and Cassidy, uh, I'm going to call him that, all the way through his life at Leicester. Cassidy, the new boy, getting a start on the right side of Winks in that midfield three. And that would then lead me to keep Mavadidi on the left having a Pratt on the right, which doesn't sound good in hindsight, but he can't help a name, and Nacho Nacho Man in the midfield. I don't think any of you are really that surprised by um, by my pick of um, by my pick of Nacho, because um, when I can find it, you may think, Brad picking here Nacho, I wonder why. <laughs> If you're not, if you're going to get it used against you, you might also use it to your own power. I don't know if any of you know out there, but my favourite play, if you haven't picked up on the hint so far, is this. I wasn't dancing. I wasn't singing. It's not life. I'll let it out. I'll never see this in the catch up. But thankfully for you on podcast forms, you don't have to see my little jiggle dance in there, which may help. But there you are, guys. There is my team for the 11. I hope you've enjoyed it. Let's see what you guys in the comments have had to say in regards to whether you agree or disagree. Well, I knew it. I knew Chris would say it. Brad and Nacho, and my love. Yes, it is, Chris. There it is. Shout it to the hilltops. Me and Nacho. Oh, I do love to see him play. Um. Terry, yes, I am. I'm playing an inverted fullback and an extra eight system with only three at the three at the back. Um, with only three. No, Terry, that, that's to indicate Wintz will be the deeper three, um, more that centre mid defensive role. Um, box to box, I believe it's called more than anything. It's more the defensive side of it. It will still be a flat midfield three, but I like to try and be fancy. It's a back four, a midfield three, and then three up front. Um, <laughs> Chris, Chris, it's too late. The payment's already in the check. It's already cleared. No Vestigali says, yes, sacks, Brad. Oh, yes, of course. Look, I, I, I have to admit, you all know me. I may have said some uh, unchoice words about Vestigali over the past two years, but the man's been given a chance on the end, though. And as long as he keeps playing uh, well for us, I welcome him into the team. But for me, I think it's two at the back, and I think we need to we need to have a little bit of extra pace, um, which Kate will be happy to see if she's watching this or watching it back. Uh, she will be happy to know that there is no Vestergaard. So um, I, I say we have a revolt, Kate, me and you. Justice for me if I get sacked from this. And here is Chris again just saying, Female Aussies went uh, waltzing uh, earlier, Crocodile Dundee, Dame Edna, kind of an OQ Chapman, Chris Hemsworth, your girls took one hell of a battering. And then he does some hashtags of certain branded lager and hashtag allegedly so the lawyers can calm down and stop ringing my phone. He did say the word allegedly. There you are, guys. I know, obviously, it's a little bit of a shorter show, but I am on my own because Craig is a busy, 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 busy man. 
and I just wanted to say the word's busy while I figured out which one of them screen layouts it was to pick. But thank you all for joining. We will comments down below. Thank you for all those that I can see in the top left-hand corner that have been watching uh, throughout the show. I hope you have enjoyed it, and I hope you've um, enjoyed all the words I guess Tom has to say. Do go and check out his material. I believe Chris has put all his details in the description down below. If not, they will get added into the comment section. I'm sure Chris, not to give you much more work, but just to be a knobhead. And last, but by no means least, do go and check out our sister channel on your way out. I'll turn out the lights. Don't worry about that. On your way out, click the link to our sister channel. It is the Chris channel. It's all things football, but it's not just productive to Leicester. It's for everybody. So go check it out. Show it some love. Uh, because if you love quizzes and football, you're going to be in heaven. Um, just some last comments as you're leaving out the door. I can hear your voices going, Brad's a bad get him sacked. No, I can hear it. Thanks, Chris. He says, well done. And Nate says, great show, Brad. Take care. Take care, everybody. Um, I've been Brad. I've been your host. It's been nice to see you, to see you. It's been nice. And with that, I will say I've ruined the perfect chance to do the outro the way I wanted to. So, Bellend. Says goodbye too. It's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from him. See you later, everybody. Thanks for watching. These videos are tremendous. You better like them too, or I'll be back. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talksport Fan Network. Talksport, powered by fans. That will conclude this evening's entertainment. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? A participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.